Radio 570 KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends. KVI Want to Know Weekends. Get ready to raise a toast with Seattle's most spirited hour of talk. Happy Hour Radio, sponsored by Woodenville Wine Country. Explore the best in Washington wines, beer, spirits, food, and more with your guide, Seattle sommelier, Christopher Chan. It's Happy Hour Radio, right now on Talk Radio 570 KBI. Well, hello, and welcome to Happy Hour Radio. That's right, I'm your host, Christopher Chan, advanced sommelier, your Commodore of Cocktails, master mixologist, and Baron of Brewskis. I just started that one. It's October. It's Oktoberfest here in the Pacific Northwest, and welcome to Happy Hour Radio. As always, excited about today's show. Got a great group of guests. We're going to be talking wine and Willow's Lodge. We're going to be talking about spirits. We're going to talk about bourbon and whiskey and rye. Oh, my. Lots of fun, and I uh, hope you had some fun up there. For those of you who visited uh, Woodenville Wine Country and checked out the crush up at Woodenville last weekend, should have been great fun. I want to thank Woodenville Wine Country for being part of our partners here on Happy Hour Radio. And uh, a couple things coming down the pike. Uh, it is October, and uh, October 31st is your deadline for winning tickets to the Apple Cup 2014. That's right, the Huskies are going to play the Cougars over in Pullman. And our friends at waterbrook.com are the sponsors of a great, great package. You and seven guests are invited with uh, some VIP tickets, round trip airfare to Pullman, and two nights lodging where you can stay up all night and party in Pullman, all catered by the man himself, uh, the king of the grill, David Minnick, in his bitchin' barbecue. Check it out, waterbrook.com slash win apple cup. And uh, I'll just say, go dogs right now. So, um, Also, if you want to uh, you know, expand your horizon, Horizon, learn more about the world of wine and have lots of fun. Uh, up in the sky, our friends over at the Space Needle, especially Jeffrey Dorgan, um, he's got this great event, a whole package of events. Uh, this is called the Wine Academy. Sky City's Space Needle Wine Academy. Each event features four wines and tasty bites. Uh, coming up uh, in November is the holiday wine list. You get to make a list and taste it twice. Find out which wines should go on your holiday list this year. And then uh, in January, we've got New Year Wines. Um, that'll be January 26th. All the details available at uh, spaceneedle.com backslash wine academy. So register. They're 30 bucks a class, or you can get a deal if you uh, sign up for all of them. So that'll be fun. And uh, speaking of fun, I've got some fun guests here today. I've got uh, Mark Simon, the CEO of Tattoosh Distillery, and his partner, the Coo, Coo, C-O-O, Troy Turner. Uh, these cats will be chatting about bourbon, rye, and whiskey from Seattle's Tattoosh Distillery. And uh, speaking of Woodenville, I know that those who are up at Crush, you probably have heard of a place called Willow's Lodge. And Barking Frog, um, I've got the man himself, Tony Burkow, here. He's the Food and Beverage Operations Manager and the Director of Wine. And Tony Burkow, welcome to Happy Hour. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Hey, uh, good to see you in studio, and congratulations. Um, how long have you been up at Willow's Lodge? I've been there since January, so got out of sales and came back to uh, the food and beverage world. So On-premise is where it's at, man. Yeah, That's because yes, those sales is. guys come to you now, and sales gals. Exactly. Yeah, it's a good gig. So I know you and I have a little history. We uh, were studying wine together a couple years ago. Was that 09? 
If not, yeah, oh nine, oh eight. Sooner than I think that, it was earlier. Yeah, I think it was a little earlier. Than uh, that. International Sommelier Guild yeah. uh, Fundamentals One and Two, and uh, the uh, diploma program was lots of fun. Uh, in fact, that was a great group because we had Rena Bustle, mm-hmm. and uh, she was back in town this last week. I saw her, um, and uh, Lyle was in that class, wasn't he? Yeah. And uh, oh, where are some of those cats? They flew around the world and you know, kind of disappeared. But uh, yeah, oh, Marianne we, Klaas was in that class. It was a good group, of, good group of people. It was fun to see uh, where people have gone now. You got Josh Mazanowski down in Indiana now, and um, Josh uh, Yashar is doing big things with uh, uh, Impulse Wine yeah. and, and everything. So it's it's fun to see everybody's directions. Uh, yeah, since that's that class really cool. So um, for everyone out there in Happy Hour Radio Land, if you want to learn some stuff, check out uh, the W Set classes hosted by our friend Joel Butler with MyWino.com, or the International Sommelier Guild classes uh, available at South Seattle Community College and uh, well around the Puget Sound, I'm sure. Um, but speaking with Tony Burkow, the director of wine up at Willows Lodge. So Tony, tell me what's happening at Willows Lodge. You know a lot. Uh, I think a lot of people know Woodenville, obviously, for the wine country, the, um, uh, all the small little wineries popping up left and right. Uh, Woodenville has changed dramatically over the last few years. It has truly become a destination. For me, that was the, the obvious reason why taking that job was the right move, because when I think about the Northwest, when I think about everything that's going on in uh, wine and spirits and craft breweries, um, Woodenville is really the epicenter on this side of the mountains. Uh, it is kind of, it, it's the direct correlation of everything that's going on where most people don't see. Most of us aren't over in Yakima, Walla Walla, Columbia Valley, seeing all these vineyards. Uh, all we know is these, you know, the warehouse district going out, tasting on Saturday and Sunday with our friends and uh, experiencing wineries that way. So for me, it was a great opportunity to uh, get involved uh, with a community that has been very influential in my life for the last few years and uh, try to really get more people out to Woodenville. Most people in Seattle, I I would say, still don't make their way out there, uh, which is um, needs to change because there's a lot of great things going on right now out there, and uh, Willow's Lodge is right in the center of it. That's very cool. Um, I know I head out there on a regular basis. Uh, There are, what, 100 wineries now out there, tasting rooms and such? There's probably... Just over a hundred. I know there's a couple that uh, that just popped up in the last couple of weeks. Uh, small guys doing two, three thousand cases um, that have been making wine in their garages for the last few years, and now have got production up a little bit. So the number seems to be changing daily, um, which is which is fun. It means uh, more wine for us to taste and experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you can th- see the, the the truckload of, uh, or I should say, the caravan of trucks bringing grapes over from uh, Eastern Washington across the pass and such. But if you want to check out Woodenville, check out WoodenvilleWineCountry.com. And uh, if you want to check out Willows, what's your website up there? Uh, it's just WillowsLodge.com. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, on there, it's going to be a link to the hotel. And then we have uh, various outlets involved with Willows. So we have the Barking Frog, which is, uh, I would say, the, the heartbeat of what we're doing over there in food and beverage. Um, we also have the pleasure of sharing the property with the Herb Farm, which is uh, an amazing dining experience in itself. Uh, but Willow's Lodge also has more to offer. We have Fireside Cellars, which is our um, a little bit more casual dining, more bar environment uh, with live music Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. 
Uh, we also wow. Have, yeah. So great, great musicians. What time does music start? Six to nine. Six to nine every uh, Wednesday through Saturday night. It's a great environment. Uh, we got the large fireplace right in the center of it. If we get great weather, we open up the patios and we have 60, 70 seats out there. And uh, it's just a, it's a cool, cool experience to come listen to some, uh, listen to great music, drink some good wine. Uh, we also have BFMK, which is uh, pretty... BFMK. Yes, Barking Frog Mobile Kitchen. I thought it was BMF. Yeah. No, BFM? <laughs> BFMK, yeah. Uh, Barking Frog Mobile Kitchen, uh, which is a great resource oh, yeah. and tool. So we've had a, a food truck that you'll see it down in Seattle. That's where actually has been a great tool for us, um, for people in Seattle to really a learn vehicle. about us. Yeah, a, a vehicle. vehicle. It's been a vehicle <laughs> to expose our... Uh, Willow's Lodge and the Barking Frog to an audience that uh, uh, sometimes we don't we don't capture. So you'll see that out downtown. Um, try to get to all the major events out at the the Seattle Center and just around the area. But uh, does private catering events and and who's driving the bus? The bus, uh, Bobby Moore, Chef Bobby Moore, <laughs> Chef Bobby Moore is the the lead bus driver. Um, but he's got a great team um, all around him. So he's got a couple really talented young chefs that kind of man the uh, man the 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 mobile the kitchen. The mobile kitchen. I, you know? it, it says changing your oil gives a whole new meaning when you have a food truck, right? There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But it's hey, fun. well, tell me what kind of food you've got up there. What's what's he making? I know that um, Willow's Lodge and Barking Frog's been around for I think this is ten years now, right? Fourteen. Fourteen years. Fourteen. We just celebrated our fourteenth birthday last uh, last month in September. All right. So, uh, you know, Bobby Bobby's menu changes uh, quarterly. I would say probably about four or five times a year. They say that seasonally. Eh, we we call it quarters. <laughs> you know, the seasons around here sometimes get a little gray and clouded, and uh, you, you never know which one you're in. Uh, but we actually just rolled out our fall menu, uh, the, the fall season menu. It's loaded with uh, a lot of fun game items. So we have venison on there, pheasant, duck, um, definitely uh, focusing a little bit more on the seasonality of what's going on. Uh, he pulls a lot of produce from the local valley, um, the yeah. South 47 Farms. So, you know, you're starting to see the squashes pop up a little bit more and uh, just uh, just various things. So it's it's fun. It is fun. And I'm excited to get up there and check out your live music, 6 to 9, yeah. Wednesday through Sunday, is it? Wednesday through Saturday. Wednesday through Saturday. Wednesday through okay. Saturday. You can go rock out and yeah. uh, go do wine tasting, then chill out at, uh, what do you call it, the Cellars Lodge? Fireside. Fireside Cellars. You know, first thing you see when you walk into the lodge is a huge open fireplace. Very cool. So we uh, we put a bar in there and kind of played off the name a little bit. But, yeah, we encourage it. Uh, happy hour Monday through Sunday, 4 to 6 every now that's, day. Now, that's the happy hour I like. None there of this Monday go. through Friday no, stuff. No, it's no, Monday no, through no. Sunday. It's every day. No, we, it's like happy hour radio. It should be more. It should be every day. Exactly. We want you. Out, we want you there on the weekends, enjoying what we do. So well, good. Well, um, I see something in my glass. Tell me about mm -hmm. this wine. As the Mr. Wine Director up there, what have you brought? So obviously, being in uh, being in the heart of Woodenville, we we have a lot of Woodenville producers on our list. Um, we definitely try to balance it out and get some old world and balance in there with. Uh, you know the inspiration for a lot of these these winemakers in Woodenville. Uh, I have found comes from the old world. Uh, this specific wine that we have is uh, two vintners, which is kind of a side project for Covington Cellars in Woodenville. They're up in the warehouse district, uh, and they have a young, talented winemaker named Morgan Lee. And uh, two vintners. That program was to allow Morgan to start making a few wines 
that we're different from Covington Cellars. Covington focuses a little bit more on Italian varietals, uh, where Morgan wanted to start playing around with Syrah, Merlot, um, Zinfandel. So he started this branch, or this uh, this label. So the wine that we have today is his Stony Vine Vineyard Syrah, uh, which in 2011 was the first year he was able to source fruit out of uh, out of Walla Walla in this specific vineyard. And oh uh, yeah, it is uh, Milton Freewater. Yeah, to me, this is what uh, what gets me excited about Woodenville. Gets me excited about Washington wine. Uh, you start to see some wines with some real old world flair. Uh, this this is- vintage, especially 2011, and coming from the Rocks region of uh, Walla Walla, which is actually makes it an Oregon wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a funny thing, but uh, it's still great. It's a lovely dark color, purple with uh, hinges of crimson on the rim. Um, some spice. We've got uh, great acidity, vibrant wine, uh, dark blue fruits, and uh, um, I'm loving it. It makes my mouth water. I think 2011 may be the best vintage for Syrah ever in our short history so far. So, you know, we don't want, we want more vintages like that. We just don't want more summers like that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that was a tough summer. So this is on your list up there? This is on the list. Uh, we have, you know, um, I think last time I counted, we have about 500 wines on um on the list that are domestic that are that are just we're talking washington california oregon wow um, so, last time you counted that inventory then and uh, a couple weeks ago <laughs> end of the month september um but yeah so it's you know the list is growing it's evolving um how many glass pours do you have on that list? Right now, we have 20 in the Frog, uh, another 14 over in Fireside. So, you That's know, great. All, all, all in all, just under 40. Do you have a little Old World on there just for some comparison so I can get a little Coat Roti? We, we do. So that was uh, when I started over in the program, uh, I walked in and there was about four or five Old World wines on the list. And we've gotten that up to about uh, about 60. Oh, okay, So good. trying to balance it out a little bit, um, the comparison of Northern Rhone and Southern Rhone to what we're doing up here in Washington is good because again, that's uh, where I think a lot of these winemakers find their inspiration when they, you know, crack open a Cornas and their mind is blown by a, a, a <laughs> funky, sti- you know, stinky old world Syrah it's and reduction, you know, and, and they want to try to capture that. Um, you know, we're a young region. We're we're growing yeah. and we're learning, and there's a tremendous amount of talent right now, and a lot of that is uh, centered in Woodenville. So it's absolutely. Fun, you know. uh, we're lucky to have Woodenville up in our, our corner of the world, and uh, chatting up with Tony Burkow, the director of wine and food and beverage operations for Willow's Lodge and Barking Frog. And coming up after this break, we'll be chatting with Mark Simon, CEO, and Troy Turner, COO of Tattoos Distillery. So stick around. We'll be right back on Happy Hour Radio. Hi, this is Dennis Cakebread with Cakebread Sellers. You're listening to Happy Hour Radio on 570-KVI. The home of the great one, Mark Levin. Weekdays, 3 to 6 p.m. Talk Radio 570 KVI. KVI Want to Know Weekends. Time for another round of Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. Hey, that's right. It's time for another round, another round of Happy Hour Radio. I'm your host, Christopher Chan, and welcome back. i got a great show today. It's, uh, well, every day we've got a great show. Saturday's 11 to noon right here on 570 KVI. Coming up on the show, I've got the guys from Tattoosh. 
Distillery. That was that uh, planet in Star Wars, that tattooed planet that, uh, you know, they had the land, the speeder, and all that. Cool spot. Uh, they're making some world-class intergalactic bourbon, rye, and whiskey. That's Mark Simon and Troy Turner coming up on the show. And uh, stay tuned, because at the end, we're going to do a day in the life, a little reality radio, a day in the life at Mary Hill Winery. I'm going to have the lovely Vicki Luthold, co-owner of Mary Hill Winery, on the show, chatting up about what's going on down in Mary Hill live. But right now, we're back with Tony Burkow, Director of Wine and Spirits. I just added you another title there, Director of Wine and Spirits. You there need you a go. new card and uh, Operations Manager Food and Beverage for Willow's Lodge and Barking Frogs. So, Tony, we're chatting about uh, this great Two Vintners Syrah, the 2011 Stony Vineyard, which is great because you know, everything stony is great in Washington these days. I like that. <laughs> or Oregon, even. Um, well, tell me some of the wines you've got, some of your favorite wines on the list over at uh, Willow's Lodge. And, you know, I hate to put you on the spot but yeah no putting it's you, on the spot. you know it's uh again being in woodenville uh there's no shortage of people knocking on the door uh bringing wine by to uh try to get it on the list which is great sad part is i can't can't represent everybody as much as i'd love to um but i'd say right now some of the 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 great wines that we're seeing um really good response from obviously we have the mark ryan's the bets the uh chris gorman's of the world that uh just seem to be staples on the list that will never never um fade off but ever ever i mean those guys just keep making great wine and i have no problem selling it but uh i think uh, some of the wines i'm excited about um wt Vit- uh vintners vineyards wt vineyards uh jeff lindsey thorson's vintners, yeah vintners, yeah uh, jeff, jeff lindsey thorson's project um, he's making some amazing, amazing Syrahs and uh, Southern Rome blends. Uh, we're starting to see, I think he's on his second release of those wines right now, or the second release of his Reds. He's got amazing Gruner too, which uh, unfortunately we can't get any more of, um, but doesn't doesn't mean it's not good. Um, <laughs> Amory Sellers uh, is making some great wines. We've been uh, pouring her Chardonnay by the glass for a while, which uh, has been a, a treat. Um, you know, for me, I, I have, I think, a little bit more of an older world palette. So that was a big part of my uh, my need for when I came into that list was to balance it out a little bit. So, you know, it was uh, going in and bringing in some great Burgundy, bringing in some great Champagne, bringing in some great Rhone, some Bordeaux um, to balance out that list a little bit. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people in Woodenville, they come out there to taste. They go to the Chateau. They go to, you know, all the little tasting rooms up in the, uh, the Hollywood Circle. And when they come back down... Uh, to have dinner at the Barking Frog or have a drink over in Fireside, uh, I start a conversation with them, ask them what they, they've been out there tasting and what they enjoyed. Uh, and I always like to try to slip in something old world to them to yeah, new show them a comparison. And um, it's not to steer them away from Washington because that's why I'm there. Uh, I'm there to to help push Washington wines. Uh, but that was, for me, uh, five, six years ago when we sat down in the class, uh, that was what opened my mind and my eyes to, to wine and the amazing uh, aspect of the regionality of wine, um, the comparisons, uh, the parallels between, you know, um, parts of Washington and the Rhone Valley. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's amazing. That's great. Um, and so. I always liken it to pizza. You know, we've got great pizza in Seattle, but uh, let me give you a little Napolatina pizza from Roma. Yeah. And that go. way you're like, holy smokes, that's yeah. what's out there. Well, uh, I know we've got... Um, Mark and Troy here in studio from Tattoos Distillery. Tell me some of the cool spirits you've got there. You've got a good selection of the local spirits? We have a, good, a really good selection. Um, you know, Tattoos, uh, we brought these guys in probably about six, seven months ago, um, and they've been doing great on the list. Um, 
we do a lot with Project V. Uh, Woodenville Whiskey is our neighbor project. Uh, Woodenville Whiskey is, you know, a, a nine iron away from yeah. the lodge. So uh, we do really That'd well. That'd be kind of fun, actually, be, be launching some. There you go. Hey. <laughs> I got a long nine. I got a few. I got a few places I wouldn't mind hitting a golf ball, uh, but no. Woodenville whiskey is a, a staple on the list. We do great. Um, Big House Spirits. We have uh, Aviation Gin from uh, down in Portland that cool. we do really, really well with. Um, we also have the um, Westland. Uh, Westland oh yeah, whiskeys. They're doing a starting, great job. Yeah, they're making some great stuff. So it's great. It's really for us for you know being on the sales side. Uh, working directly with the consumers, it's it's fantastic to have guys like Tatouche come in and bring really great product to the table that we can feel great about serving. And, That's important. And pushing them up. It's um, got to pass our test first. So um, I love it. Hey, uh, thanks so much for joining me today on Happy Hour Radio. I want you to stick around. I see we've got three spirits in front of you from our friends from Tatouche right here. But uh, thanks so much for joining me on Happy Hour Radio. My pleasure. Well, Mark Simon, CEO. That sounds like a huge title. I bet you do more than that. And Mar- Troy Turner, uh, COO. You should put an L on the end. I mean, just for fun. Just for cool, right? <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> Welcome to Happy Hour Radio. Thank you, Christopher. Uh, so, Tattoosh Distillery, uh, where'd the name come from and when'd you start? So, I started the company back in 2008 based on my great great grandfather's moonshine heritage out of Louisiana. And the name of the company is actually rooted in the Pacific Northwest, just like the company. Uh, my parents used to take my sister and I camping along the Tattoosh Range. And on our website, you'll see a picture of that. And it is on the south side of Mount Rainier. And Okay, so, website would be? TattooshSpirits.com. It's T-A-T-O-O-S-H Spirits.com. All right, TattooSpirits.com. So continue with the story. Yeah, so he was a uh, moonshiner and uh, down in Louisiana during the Prohibition days and uh, got a little uh, too good at it, so to speak, and was uh, caught by the revenuers and uh, what was given a chance by the uh, the federal revenuers to either get out of town or go to prison, so he chose to uh, ride the rails up to Seattle. And so born and raised myself, and many generations later, here we are uh, doing the uh, moonshine legally because I grew up with moonshine, just like Italians grew up with wine on the table. So fast forward many generations, and now it's legal to, to actually make spirits in Washington Woo-hoo, State. It's all going to be legal soon, right? This That's is going right. to be the new Vegas. It, it will be. It will be. <laughs> well, uh, Mark, tell me how you, what are your role as CEO at Tattoos Distillery? So uh, as a CEO, I do just about everything. I think that <laughs> That's what I thought. Anything and everything that needs to be done. Uh, Troy and I have known each other for quite a while, and uh, Troy and I got together about uh, five, six years ago, and he said they had this great business idea, and uh, so I tried it, and the first thing that I told Troy, I said, this stuff, I can sell this stuff. It was wonderful. And so fast forward to today, we've had uh, product in the market now for 22 months. Our bourbon hit the market 22 months ago. And it's just been a nonstop roller coaster ride from us. For well, interesting enough, because uh, in the wine world, obviously, when you're making a world class red, you're typically uh, sitting on it for 18 to 24 months, right. and uh, that means that basically four months after harvest, when you've got it all fermented and pressed and all that stuff. So, it really, it takes three years, and then you put it in the bottle. Uh, so, just like wine, great fine wine in the world, uh, you've got a great spirit here. Three years later, so uh, were you sampling the whole time? Were you like trying to get your angel share too? We were, we were. We were sampling it the entire time. We chose as a as a business strategy uh, not to come out with a white dog or a clear spirit because our foundation, our roots are in the brown spirit uh, products and their history. So we chose to wait those that time, and uh, three years is really the nice sweet spot for the browns to actually give their flavor and, and be truly a great experience. 
So the website again is tattooshspirits.com. Dot com. So this one's a little different. It's way, it would still take you to the same spot. Okay. Tattooshspirits.com. Yes. All right. And so Tattoosh is an island. It is also an island, in, yes. In the, in the, uh, Up in the San, San Juans. Juans. That's yeah, yeah. correct. Yep. I've, I've seen that island. And uh, it's, it's also, well, Tatooine is the... Uh, you know, you can have a Tathattan... You know, a tatini. You know, there's some plays on the name that you can actually. It's it's very memorable. Ah, uh, how about a Tatiana? A Tatiana, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, we're making having some fun here in Happy Hour Radio. Speaking with uh, Mark Simon, the CEO, and Troy Turner, the COOL of God, <laughs> Tattoosh Distillery, TattooSpirits.com. Got a great bourbon, a rye, and a uh, single malt whiskey, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so. It took you three years. Um, tell me, I understand that uh, in the 2008, when you had this business plan, probably 2007, you said, yeah. okay, how are we going to make this work? So you had to go to Oregon, right? Right, because prior to 2008, it was illegal to make spirits. We're still a blue state as far as the production of actual distilled spirits. And so when I Blue out, not meaning just democratic. Just No, no, no. It's blue, the blue laws, so yeah. to speak, as, as the slang is. And uh, so they can only make wine and, and beer legally in, in Washington. So we went uh, south of the border, so to speak, down to Oregon, where it was legal, and uh, started the process. Then in the meantime, it became legal up here. That's why you've seen the boom in the craft industry. But uh, once you've got your, your, your roots planted, so to speak, in the business, you know, you don't want to move it. You, the business ties were made, and here we were. And, uh, you know, the boom here in Washington is uh, not just the legion of boom. Um, it is the, uh, the explosion of craft distilleries. And there must be, in fact, when I was chatting up with the American um, Association of Craft Distillers where they had their conference here last year, we said, they said that Washington has the largest uh, gathering or the largest uh, capacity, what is it, was it uh, density, density of, of, mm-hmm. of craft distilleries in the country. Of the 400-some distilleries, we have uh, 20%. Yeah, in excess of 70 in in this market. And they're predicting that by 2015, there'll be well over 500 across the country. And by 2020, they're looking at having over 1,000. Wow. distilleries across the country. That's so very exciting. Market. Well, tell you what, when we come back from this break, we're going to dive into these three beautiful spirits, the lovely golden color, um, kind of honeyed if they were, if I were to describe them. Um, so stick around here on Happy Hour Radio. If you've got a question, don't be afraid to ask at happyhourradio.net. Or if you're out there in the Twittersphere, send us a tweet at Happy HR Radio. We'll be right back. Where do wine enthusiasts turn year after year for some of the state's most highly awarded wine varietals and blends? Since 2001, it's been one place, Mary Hill Winery. Over the years, Mary Hill Winery has been honored as Winemaker of the Year, Washington Winery of the Year, and Best Destination Winery. And now, they've done it again. Mary Hill Winery just named the 2014 Winery of the Year at the San Francisco International Wine Competition. Taste for yourself with Mary Hill Wines at your local retailer or click maryhillwinery.com. Hi, this is Yashar with ImpulseWine.com, and you're listening to Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan on 570 KVI. He's live. He's here. Sean Hannity, weekdays, noon to 3, only on Talk Radio 570 KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends, and you're listening to Happy Hour Radio. Now back to Seattle, Somalia, Christopher Chan. Hey, welcome back to Happy Hour Radio. We're in studio today with Tony Burkow, the director of wine at Willow's Lodge in Barking Frog. 
and two cool cats, the CEO of Tattoo Distillery, Mark Simon, and the cool cat himself, Troy Turner, the chief operating officer. So Tattoo Distillery uh, is based in Seattle, but you you uh, ferment, distill your products down in Oregon based on the, the blue laws that existed until 2010. Is that right? That's correct. Exactly. Yeah. So do you have a brick and mortar place up here in Seattle someplace where we can go, you know, try your wares? We actually have our uh, warehouse and distribution offices, our, uh, as we like to call our worldwide headquarters. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, up here in the uh, South Park area of Seattle. We don't have a tasting room because of the fact that we exceed the uh, volumetric limitations for a tasting room of a full-blown distillery. We don't have a craft license. We have a full-blown distillery license. So it uh, excludes us from having a tasting room, but you know what we consider our tasting rooms is places like Barking Frog, Willis Lodge, all the places oh, yeah. that carry that our makes products. Sense. Absolutely. We're out there with the people. It's a customer experience for us. Oh, good response. I like that. Well, um, let's talk about this bourbon. And, uh, Mark, so this is the first release from Tattoosh Distillery? Yeah, our Tattoosh bourbon is the first product we came out with. Uh, we came out with it about 22 months ago. It's been ex- uh, exceptionally well received in the market. We've won 12 medals for that product to date. And, um, it's got a wonderful flavor profile to it, a wonderful bill to it. It's three-and-a-half-year-old bourbon, uh, very classic bourbon, very smooth, easy-to-palate uh, to bourbon. Um, the response we get from both uh, the guys and the gals and all the different states that we're in is just a wonderful product. In fact, I just came back from uh, Tennessee and Georgia where I was down there uh, sampling our rye and then sampling our whiskey and our bourbon, and the feedback from the brown country was wonderful. I mean, they just loved all three products. Um, it just was a hit. With them, and so when you can go down into bourbon country with the Northwest Bourbon and get that kind of feedback, it was just a, an excellent experience. Well, I just uh, tasted it. Um, I'm really surprised at how um, generous and approachable the mouthfeel is. It's got the great glycerol, very soft water uh, feature. Mm-hmm. Um, the attack uh, is is relatively light, and mm-hmm. then it kind of expands on the palate. Yes, uh, the, the vanilla, the toffee. Um, there's a, a, a toasted almond or a pecan. Um, and I get a little tannin from the oak. Tell me, what's the char on this? Number um, four char. Number four out mm-hmm. of five or six? It, it's or? typically at about around six. Uh, number four is often referred to as the alligator char because of the fact that it oh, opens yeah. up the wood. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. That's yep. uh, that, that term is being used in Scotland right now for Ardbeg, I believe, has got it, an alligator. Exactly. Um, but it's very palatable. Uh, Tony, what do you think? Uh, it's great. Um, you know, we actually... Uh, We've had Tatouche on the shelf for a little while. Uh, we, we have a, a cocktail, um, a former bartender. His name was uh, Mike Lowe. And I like to challenge the bartenders and say, hey, you know, we want, we want to put your guys' stamp on the this spirit program. Uh, so I challenged him to come up with a cocktail. And he, uh, he came up one that we're calling the Lower Manhattan that's been on uh, the list for about five months now. But it's pretty simple. It's uh, Tatouche uh, bourbon. Uh, featuring it with um, a little Carpano Antica, some orange bitters, and a twist of orange. And it's probably our second or third highest-selling cocktail on the list. So Awesome. Well, uh, delicious spirit, uh, a nice creamy finish. It's got a little bit of texture on the finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and what would this bourbon run uh, at a retail place? So it's, it'll run anywhere from 42 to $44, and that's on-the-shelf price before taxes. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, I'll be honest. Uh, for a three-year-old whiskey, uh, this is really rather smooth. And congratulations. I mean, Thank it's you. easy. I mean, we look at some of the craft bourbons that are out there. What do they call them? I don't, small batch, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, somehow Jim Beam's making small batch bourbon. <laughs> 
Uh, but I'll buy it. I want to know that it tastes good, and uh, you're right there, so I can see you got a good response. So um, I understand that you've just produced the rye. How long does it take to make this rye? Is this a two-year-old or a one-year-old? Or it, From um, grain to barrel and to bottling, it's a, it's a two-year process. Uh-huh. And so really what this rye is, it represents, again, it's the segue of the smooth, smooth spirits that we are producing and we're putting to market. The rye has, it's a mash bill. That is corn and rye, uh, predominantly rye, of course, but the corn brings in the sweetness. You get a bit of the spice with the aging of the uh, American oak vanilla tones. It sits a little low into the back of the mouth. Again, is rye by the same length as bourbon? Does that have to be 51% rye or it, 75% rye? 51% or more has to be rye okay. as the predominant grain. Exactly. And so you, you uh, roast the rye and then soak it in the wort. And I mean, is that the same yep. process? The same process, exactly. And you've got your you know proprietary yeast that brings out the carbohydrates, the sugars. You have that develop and then you, you distill it into a just the wonderful, clear liquid of the gods how big of a batch do you sort of uh ferment at a time or uh wash you know what's how big is the wash the wash typically is between 150 and 200 gallons at a time and what would that yield uh eight percent volume so you're talking 16 gallons of yeah really so you're 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 cooking quite a bit and your yield is between eight and ten percent (laughs) <laughs> yeah. You should have that, I don't know, who was it, HBO for Breaking Rye or what is it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Quite the cook. Uh, Tony, tell me what you think about this uh, rye. I, I want it. Yeah. <laughs> you guys need to get this released and let's uh, get it on the shelf. We actually, uh, I'm seeing a trend where ryes are becoming a lot more popular, uh, which is great. For me, I personally like them. They tend to be a little bit more spirit forward, a little bit spicier, uh, really fun with cocktails, so... Um, it's nice to see a, another great rye hit the market. Interesting so. enough, too, that this the, the finish on this particular, uh, what do they call it, a bottling, it, is a little more firm than the first one. The same oak regiment or a different char? No, it's the same is it? Same char, same oak regiment. Exactly. Well, that's supposed to be the spice in that rye just sort of closes that, uh, that finish and just mm-hmm. makes you stop, gives you dryness. But there's that spicy aroma. Um, it's, uh, it's cool. I like the idea that it's... Um, there's enough rye to give it character, but it's not overwhelmingly spicy. I think that corn gives you this uh, nice palate of of the sweetness because uh, you know corns and Jesus corns and everything for. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what does this run, and where could we find it retail? It's again forty two to forty four ninety five. We line price our products so that people are making the choice on taste and not price. Uh, Noble Wine and Spirits is our distributor here in Washington, and they've done a great job getting out into the market. Total Wine and More, select QFCs, and then, of course, our family of private liquor stores are also found. And then for the off-premise, like Barking Frog, but, you know, John Howie Steakhouses all the way to FX Bacoris. Oh, right on. Uh, the third spirit we have is a single malt whiskey. So tell me about this. The single malt whiskey, it really represents one of our uh, quintessential products that's 100% malt barley. That's a Northwest barley. And what we do is actually place it after distillation for aging in French oak barrels. Now, this is kind of the, you know, you, you, we move away because most of the whiskeys are actually in American oak. French oak is always attributed and aligned with wines. This gives it that smooth kind of American Scottish feel to it. It's very, very approachable. This is uh, very unique. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the malt flavor is uh, very prominent, uh, very exaggerated here. Uh, I get mm-hmm. the it finishes with the spiciness from the oak. Uh, is this a younger whiskey? Because it tastes a little more hot. 
It, it it is it is a younger whiskey. It's a two year whiskey. We are actually placing aside our bourbon rye and our single malts for longer agings. So we're actually setting some aside. But this we found that it was a very unique Pacific Northwest whiskey with a little bit of the Scottish tones to it. You'll get the dried fruits, the dried apricots, raisins, some of that spice. But it actually sits in the high of your palate and in the back of the throat. I like that uh, analogy or just that. Uh Description because true, uh, your palate, you know, and the, the tip is uh, the little salts, and then the, the back is uh, sour and bitter. But um, these each whiskey has a uniquely different weight, different texture, which is really cool because um, you know you want them to be unique, you want them to be very expressive. And I take it this is also line priced at forty two to forty four. It is, it is, and this has been well received. We're in fifteen states, even in Taiwan, and we're exclusively on Holland America cruise lines as well. And it has it has taken just just a flame to it, uh, distribution wise, but acceptance as well. The craft cocktail culture, and that's what we play in essentially, is is really becoming one of its own against the big boys. Well, uh, is it a regular barrique barrel, or what's uh, the French oak you're using for this particular uh, single malt? It's a, what's called a, a French limousine white oak, uh-huh. and that's so uh, two hundred and twenty five gallons. It's it's a fifty eight gallon okay. barrel. It's full size barrel, yeah. and it's again. It has a number oh, four two hundred twenty five liter. I yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> I've already had a couple. Of <laughs> <laughs> uh, fun stuff. And uh, again, the website is tattooshspirits dot com. Um, congratulations on getting uh, to being a fixture on uh, Holland America. That's really cool because uh, I mean. I don't think the populace knows that Holland America is all about Northwest focus. Their restaurant is Northwest salmon and crab cakes and Caesars and Northwest wines. And it's great now that they have Northwest spirits. So great stuff. Um, I hope there's a five-year-old whiskey coming down the pike because uh, uh, Louis the Sixteenth, maybe something like that. <laughs> there we go. There we uh, go. Fun, so fun. Well, Mark Simon, Troy Turner from Tattoos Distillery, thanks so much for joining me on Happy Hour Radio. Thank you. Hey, folks, stick around. Coming up next, we're going to have a day in the life of Mary Hill Winery, speaking with Vicki Luthold uh, when we come back from this break. So stay tuned to Happy Hour Radio. Hi, I'm Jeff Lindsay Thorson with WT Vintners and RN74, and you're listening to Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan on 570 KVI. Breaking down the big stories, Lynn Beck, weekdays 9 to noon on Talk Radio 570 KVI. Now more KVI Want to Know Weekends. Back to Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. All right, welcome back to Happy Hour Radio. Had a lot of fun with my pals Mark Simon and Troy Turner from Tattoosh Distillery. And of course, the man himself, Tony Burkow from Willow's Lodge and Barking Frog. But right now, it's time for Reality Radio. It's a, a day in the life of Mary Hill Winery. And I'm pleased to have the lovely Miss Vicki Luthold on the line. Miss Vicki, welcome to Happy Hour. Thank you, Christopher. Pleased to be here. Hey, so uh, this is so fun. Um, we talked um, with Craig for the last couple of weeks and getting a handle on, uh, you know, Mary Hill starting in 1999 and up to 90,000 cases of wine and harvest is uh, is uh, on full bore. Um, I trust everything's fermenting in tanks right now. Yeah, we've got about 80% done uh, through receiving fruit. We have probably 
25 varietals fermenting at the moment. We've pressed off lots of the reds. Just uh, It all kind of came in at once, of course, with this warm summer that we had. And uh, finishing up uh, ferment on a lot of our large white blocks and barreling down some reds. Yeah, so we're running about uh, 22 hours a day right now. Wow, that's a full-time staff. And uh, are you, you got you feeding the troops and all that down there? We are. We're cooking pretty much every day for them, and we keep cold cuts for them all the time, but Craig and I try to fix at least one hot meal a day for them. Oh, that's fun. And so when you're down there at Mary Hill, what are you doing? Are you running around uh, checking on people? Do you have a task list, or what's your role day-to-day down there? You know, day-to-day, I'm doing exactly what you said. I'm just uh, seeing if they need anything from me because they really can't get out of the cellar to do anything. We are getting them a hot meal a day. We're, if something breaks down, we're running for parts. We're getting uh, tools they need. We're pulling grapes, uh, I mean, uh, sorting grapes and picking leaves if we have to. Uh, just kind of wherever we can help out at the moment because it's just so, so busy. I love that. That's awesome. It's great to, to know that uh, the principals of the organization are, are, you know, getting their fingernails into the mix and um, uh, cooking food, taking care of the people that are most important at this time. I, I know the same thing. I tell you, your life depends on the people who are helping you right now because uh, those grapes won't wait, will they? Oh, no, they won't. And it's, uh, we even have a lot of friends staying with us all during harvest doing exactly the same thing we are. So it's really sweet. Oh, that's cool. So 25 varietals down there. Um, what is the newest varietal? I mean, I'm going to try to, th- I could try to list off 25, but I'm sure there's one or two that you're, you're, uh, you're harvesting and fermenting um, that I, I wasn't aware that's been growing. Yeah, a couple of brand new ones we're um, doing are Petit Verdot, Tempranillo, um, Cinso, um, Cunoa. Ah, uh, Cunoise, huh? Hand- yeah, those are just a small handful of brand new varietals for us. That's very exciting. So, um, you know, I know that uh, Mary Hill Winery uh, generously uh, participates in the Seattle Wine Awards, and uh, mm-hmm. you were just mentioning um, last week about the great San Francisco Wine Awards that you got, Winery of the Year through the San Francisco International Wine Competition. But I hear through the grapevine, ha ha ha, something else is coming <laughs> along. What else? What's new down there? Oh, you know, we've just found out, and we had no idea it was even going on, but we got an email from uh, the Worldwide Wine Writers and Journalists, in which they follow 75 competitions around the globe, and they add up points based on your medals and awards and um, wine uh, showings at these competitions, and they they put together a top 100 wineries of the year in the world and a top one or 10 wineries in the United States. And so Mary Hill, based on that compilation, and I, they follow 75 competitions, and we only enter six of those competitions. We were 10th in the world and rated. Two, number two in the United States. Wow, congratulations. That's fantastic. Uh, so Thank proud you. of Mary Hill. Um, number two, well, we have to ask who was number one. Gallo. <laughs> and they entered all the competitions with uh, hundreds of wines. <laughs> I, I bet they did. They're a huge company. And uh, you are you are just at that sweet spot of, of you know, a, a company that can get distribution everywhere in the United States, um, but also small enough to have you yourself be working on the sorting t- tables and, uh, and making lunch for the folks. That's awesome. 
Well, yeah, I'm so yeah, so excited to have uh, this is the day in the life of Mary Hill Winery. So I know it's the weekend and you guys are working 22 hours a day, but congratulations and thanks for participating as uh, our partner here on Happy Hour Radio. Yeah, thanks a lot, Christopher. Pleased to be here. All right, so we'll look to chat with you next week uh, and a day in the life of Mary Hill Winery. Thanks, Vicky. You bet. Right on. Oh, so fun. Um, that's a day in the life. This is great reality radio. Well, I want to thank my guest today, Tony Burkow from uh, Barking Frog and Willows Lodge, uh, Mark Simon and Troy Turner, the cats over at Tattoosh Distillery, and of course, the lovely Vicki Luthold um, down at Mary Hill Winery. And uh, if uh, remember, don't forget, um, Waterbrook Winery's got a great comp- uh, contest. You could win trips uh, trip to the Apple Cup. That's uh, waterbrookwinery.com slash winapplecup. Airfare for seven guests, uh, great barbecue with Dave Minnick, uh, King of the Grill, and, uh, of course, tickets to the big game on November 29th. Uh, and uh, here's something that makes a great gift, the uh, Wine Academy at the Space Needle. Check out spaceneedle.com backslash wine academy. Had a great time. Look forward to seeing you next week on Happy Hour Radio. And remember, life is always better with a designated driver. Cheers. Cheers.